Okay, this one's like a really, like a real nightmare. And it's kind of the nightmare of being a parent. Um, but not really, no. It was a lot, and so I'm going to try to go through some stuff really, really quickly. Um, girl disease, bald, her neck stitches, um, lost the arm, bodysuit. Uh, dinosaur's body was crushed, mental illness, wheat, escaping, swimming in the water, looking for the meat mush, and in her own pod, mental hospital. Um, I think that was everything. Okay, so, I, um, basically, the, the dream starts with, I want to say at a school, something like that, and there's this chick, and she's acting crazy. She's just being nuts. Um... And someone's like, yeah, this is the story she's telling everybody. And it was, it was a wild ride. It was like, she dug into the center of the earth and she did all this other stuff. And then she metamorphosized into a, a T-Rex and laid an egg and that was where she was reborn. And then the then the world came crushing down and she had to dig her way back up but she was a t-rex now um so she had to use her teeth but then slowly as she came to the surface she became more like a like a person back to the person that she currently is and that she came up and then that's kind of where it was almost like cave art that entire portion because like there was a there was normal dream and then there was somebody telling us the story and the story itself was kind of like cave art whereas it was like 2d and it was like black on black and white and gray and whatnot and it was like simply done illustrations like the girl like her her body in any form was just black on and then like the background was white but then like when I say she was underground in the center of the earth that was black that makes any sense um okay so there's all that but then once she like gets to the surface that's where I start seeing from her point of view and we're in this structure or something it's kind of like she was in a giant cave but there was an earthquake or something, and it came crashing down. Um, but it was only, like, sections, and I could still hear the narrator. And the narrator was talking about how, like, she had to make a choice whether or not to hide behind the rock that she thought was strong enough. Or, like, underneath the rock that she thought was strong enough. Or she could try to run, but if either of those were the wrong choice, she would get her body getting crushed. Um... And I remember being underneath, like, 
it was like a really really thick slab of, of pure rock and it was leaning up against another one oh, and that's where she was and oh 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 brother was hold on like other notes um brother was working uh he was a fighter on the side his mother bet on him and he won um his mother was my old babysitter and and she had a job and he had to go pick up a lottery ticket for her but he forgot his id she's also dating this new man and he seems like a really good guy he's trying to be a stepdad um, and then there was something from the brother's point of view about going to a restaurant. Okay, cool. Um, back to the original story. So, this chick's crazy, and in her, in her fictional, how she came into being, um, she was, so she was hunting underneath that rock, and then, um, she kind of, like, decided to step out a little bit and then the 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 rocks in front of her around her kind of like fell directly at her feet and almost got her toes so then she shrunk back um and it was a whole bunch of just like mental math on whether or not this was a good idea just just weighing the pros and cons looking at the surrounding seeing what's above her um like how fast can you run to this other area that has nothing above if this wall falls to the ground, how how far in would it go? Um, stuff like that. It was just lots of math. Like, you say you're not going to do math, but I, I do math all the time. Um, but in the end, she does get crushed and she wakes up in a hospital. And it's kind of like she also had cancer, if that makes any sense. But... Because it kind of turned from a being crushed body into, like, I don't even know. Like, she had no hair, and it was because of a treatment. Um, it was, like, a, a, an older teenager. Not yet a woman, but, like, an older teenager, and her, uh, her breasts were taken away. Um, she kind of was just her entire body was just stitched together um and from whoever's point of view I saw the whole thing like I saw her entire body and um like her neck was stitched back on and that was an important thing um and I want to say it was either f I was watching from her brother's point of view or a like best friend um and so right now she's at the hospital and basically she's out of it and then it, it kind of like does some speed time passing and so then all of a sudden her like she's getting more animated she's more up and you can see like a, a, a touch of the crazy coming back um like, like maybe she stopped taking one of her pills and she was acting like she was okay 
but then around, let's just say it's her best friend, around her best friend, she kind of like lets loose a little bit more, and her crazy is showing up, showing up a little bit more. Um, like her, it's almost like mania, and her, like, mood swings, I guess. Um, and during one of these things, the uh, the best friend notices that she can see on um like right where her like right on her throat one of the stitches came loose and she can see inside but like it's dark in there um and she's like oh my god dude like one of your stitches coming loose let me call the nurse and the chick freaks out she's like no no it's my body it's mine it's mine um and she's like the stitches are like when you sew a doll back together and you use those over-exaggerated thick, like, use, like, the thick string and, like, really, really wide spaces, so it's not like, oh, yeah, those, you know, nice doctor stitches can't, no, these are freaking huge. <sighs> and surprised that the doctor hadn't noticed, but then she, like, the girl grabs her, um, grabs the two strings, the, the two edges, um, and then, like, pulls them together, or pulls them out a little bit, like, on either side, she's pulling them, and that, like, reseals the, the part where the strings are, and you can't see where the string had broken, really, and she just kept muttering, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, look, I'm fine. And because of the way she was acting, the friend decided to not tell the doctor. And then it switches more to her mother's point of view or something. And basically the, the sister did something. She, like, she was acting fine. She was acting fine. But then she was going crazy a little bit. And she was like trying to use anything to, to hurt and scare her mother. Um... And so, she, like, extends her neck, and, like, the skin wasn't together anymore, and it was just, like, this weird column of, of muscle, and she was like, ah, look at me, look at me. And, you know, needless to say, she screamed, the nurse screamed, it was the whole thing. Um, and she's just acting not right in the head, like, there's 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 something like wrong she's gonna she's gonna hurt somebody it's kind of like the end feeling um but wait there's more um so she's being all crazy and so they send her to a, a mental hospital they send her to i guess an asylum is no yeah it's a little bit old schooly um where i distinctly remember a wheat mush and then there was this like the head of the hospital. <laughs> I distinctly remember her. And, um, it was just, like, that chick was a freaking terror. And, like, it was almost like even the mental hospital couldn't, couldn't help. Um, especially since she would act like she was fine for extended amounts of time and then when given the opportunity mental and she was escaping 
and running around and there was a whole bunch of stuff that was happening. Uh, huh. I just had another kind of memory, but I don't think it was related to the stream. Maybe it's sideways, kind of. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she escapes. She was doing madness. Um, they gave her like a bodysuit that was her skin tone so that she could hide the stitches. Um, and it, like, faded very nicely into, like, her hands and whatnot. Um, just so, like, you know, she could try to live a normal life without everyone staring at, you know, how her elbow is attached. It's kind of, like, the thought process. Um, and I remember, and, you know, she's, like, still bald. And, like, she has no breasts, so she just kind of looks like a big kid, if that makes any sense. Um, and I think I remember being the brother at this point, which is, this is like an older brother that's in college. Um, and he, he does fights for a bit. Um, like for, like, it's like he's in college, but in addition to that, he is like a, a boxer or MMA fighter or something like that. Anyway, that's really, it's kind of important. Um. And there is, there's this whole timeline that I had for him. Um, it faded really fast, but I distinctly remember going to a specific restaurant and trying to get a whole bunch of people at the table. And I think I met a girl there. So there was that, but then he like got called by his mom that he had to go see his sister. And so she got released and she was at home now. She was in her little bodysuit and she was showing everybody. But even, like, it was weird because she's technically naked. <laughs> um, and she, she was just like, like, there's there's a bunch of families there, like aunts, uncles, grandparents, that whole thing. Um, there was never a father in this situation. Um, and so she's like spinning around in a circle. And then when she stops, like her arm had like her her left arm had become unraveled but like it was totally she did it on purpose and so it was hanging like down the sleeve as like a giant chunk um so it was kind of acting it was the suit thing was kind of like pantyhose and so when she like she intentionally it was 100% her intentionally doing it uh, detached her arm. The, the arm was too, too big to go through the hole that was for the hand. So it just made the sleeve stretch and that's like, she was spinning and it was going out more and going out more. And then when she stopped, uh, she said something creepy like, look mommy what I can do. Something like that. Something just creepy. And you could see the sadistic smile of her taking pleasure in freaking people out with her body. Um, so she went back to the mental hospital. <laughs> she went back. But it was almost like she was too crazy for them too and she, they didn't know how to help her. And I remember the 
um, the head lady there, the head doctor, she, we were, me the, and the brother, or actually no, I was the brother, the brother and the mother were in like the admin building and we were discussing stuff and like she had escaped. That was kind of the, the thought. And so, yeah, the brother was like kind of maybe it was directly after this yes it was directly after this um so they're in the admin place and basically they get a bill um and and the bill is expensive and like this is stuff that wasn't covered by insurance uh, but it wasn't crazy it was like three grand which in the grand scheme of medical stuff is nothing um so they get the bill, the mother's kind of like a little bit, like, she, like, she breathes out like, oh shit, how am I supposed to do this? Um, and then they, they separate. Uh, the mother goes back to, I want to say she, like, she doesn't work from home, but she has an office at home where she sits. That was, like, where everyone finds her. Um. Oh. Oh. Extra yawny. So then it's from the brother's point of view and the brother is out at that restaurant yeah so that's where the restaurant comes in he's out at the restaurant he's meeting friends and they're having ooh a debate over politics yes um there was something about okay yeah his story was long um so there was something about the the, the president, and he was required to fill out a crossword puzzle, but it was really obvious that he was copying off of somebody, and he had his crossword puzzle flipped over to the wrong one. Um, so he was, like, mushing in letters where there wasn't enough spaces and stuff like that. Um, and everyone was debating whether or not it was, like, art, if that makes any sense. Um... And they had to make room. They were sitting at the bar, not at a table. But they were, like, grabbing a whole bunch of random chairs and sticking them at the bar so everyone could sit and everyone was all close. And the boy and a girl are talking about that. And they, they're, they like, doing that, I met you at a bar, want to go home with me sort of thing. Um, but they like each other. Like, they like each other a little bit more than a hookup. But intentions was hook up <laughs> um and so they go back to her place I think and then it's kind of like I switch into her point of view um because I know I know how women's work in this particular setting um and then there's the sexy time lots of sexy time um yeah it was good sexy time um and then the dude gets a call in like the morning and it's the the hospital saying that uh the sister escaped and so he has to like scramble to get his clothes on and kind of like in movies where you know the main plot point dude's like I have to go and the girl's like I'll go with you 
that's what happened. So now the chick's with him, and she doesn't add any sort of benefit, but also doesn't hinder him at all. It's kind of like she was just an observer to the whole thing. Um, and I remember the the crazy girl running around, skipping. Um, like she wasn't wearing her bodysuit, and you can see different like small parts of her stitching unraveling. Um, and she, she's running around and just being crazy every so, every once in a while walking like a zombie. Um, and she's saying like bad things, like, like what she wants to do to people and like insults when she's near a person. It's like anything that crossed her mind and what's in her mind is bad. Um. And I remember she sees the brother and she jumps into like a river and so the brother does as well which means the girl does um, and they're trying to chase after her but she's just more aerodynamic or something because she was swimming like a freaking fish and this dude was swimming like against current and like only making a few inches at, at a time. Um, and so eventually they pull up, like they didn't pull up, they they drift back towards the shore, but it's not like one of those gradual you walk and it, you, you go up shore. It's kind of like a bank. So like there there's a, a clear line and you have to reach above the water to grab like earth, if that makes any sense. And so you have to drag yourself up. And that's kind of where they're at. They, they don't have the energy to drag themselves up and over onto the bank. And, um, so now they're there and they see the crazy chick and she's swimming through the water now, like having a great time. But it was almost like it was cold. It was very, very cold water. And it was kind of like it was making the crazy seep away and the crazy chick kept muttering like now she's she's swimming towards their bank and like they're scared of her they were trying to find her but like now she's coming at them <laughs> and that's scary um but her face is calmer more concerned and she's muttering and she's muttering something about the wheat mush from the from uh, the hospital, she needs to go get it. She needs to get it so that she can stay. Um, and so there's that. So it kind of like added a little bit of schizophrenia almost. Um, at least that was the impression I was getting is that there's multiple personalities, one's hot and one's cold, if that makes any sense. Um, and she jumped to the cold water, which slowly faded away the heat and the mania. And now the the calm girl can can merge, and she's just like, oh shit, I'm crazy. Oh shit, the warm one is crazy. We we need to make that stop. Um, and in the asylum or whatever, uh, the um, the morning wheat mush, whatever that was, um, that's where they snuck in like powders. 
Um, and they made a giant one where it was just like a giant half tranquilizer. Like, it just made everyone who ate it a little bit more compliant. Um, and so, in her little brain, she just needed to eat as much of that as she could. She, that was, that was the plan. And she scrambles over the bank because she weighs nothing, got a good grip on something, and her toes are digging into the mud. Um, and so now she's off running. And, like, she's running away towards the hospital. And as, boy, I looked over to the girl and said something like, Welcome to my family. Um, and then the dream switches, and the chick is back in the hospital, but that bill is due. And from the boy's perspective, he, he goes and hangs up with his mother, and he's just, or hangs out with his mother at her desk in her house. And he asks her, like, hey, what are we going to do? And she says, I have, I have enough. I need you to go cash in this lottery ticket for me. And then uh, he mentions that he has some money from when he was doing fighting and that he can go half and half and all that sort of stuff. Um, and she says no. And so then he has to go get the, um, what's it called? He has to go get the scratch off ticket, lottery ticket, um, turned in so he can get money for that. And they end up going to an admin build, or he goes to an admin building, and they weren't clear about what they needed, and he had to go get his ID, so he had to come back and then go out again. Um, and that all happened several times, just to get the money. And at this point, the, the mother's being charged late fees for other stuff because she she paid um, a portion of what the daughter's bill is, so that way it was like a good faith payment that. Yeah, I, I, everything is due, but I don't have anything, everything, so here's as much as I can get you. Um, and, yeah, it was just, time was running out, and, like, this is something that the boy could have prevented had he thought ahead, stuff like that, like, stress thoughts started happening. Um, and, yeah, I just, I distinctly remember at the end the uh, medical mental hospital person looking at the chick's file and just being exhausted um, and like saying to herself to her mother something like the camera was focused on this chick and she said that like it would probably just be, be easier for everyone if she wasn't here anymore. Uh, and it was just like a resigned, like, uh, if I could just take it away, life would be easier. And she can't, she knew she couldn't, but it was just like one of those kind of like dark thoughts that go through your brain, especially if like you're a parent and you think that. Um, yeah, it was just a weird dream. The I'm never going to be able to convey, like, the amount of crazy stuff that happened because it was kind of like I was getting snippets over the years. Um, and there was a whole thing about when she was put into a coma, which sometimes she was put into a coma to, like, 
stop her from pulling out their stitches. They wanted them to set for a few days or something. Um, and there was a whole debacle on the appropriate method to feed her appropriate amount of exercise she's supposed to have the following day. Because it's kind of like, they give you all the tools, but not the, not the one in the middle to connect the food, um, like the food system, the feeding system, uh, to her little, I don't even know, one of those fancy hospital table chair, no, beds, one of the fancy hospital beds, and it, that's, oh yeah, that's the wheat. They're, they were, oh. they were trying to feed her the wheat so she stayed under, and they, that's where, she, that was like the point that she kept escaping. She would wake up and there was no walls around her and she would just run. Well, it was weird. It was a very weird dream. Um, I hope everyone has a great day. Bye.